2: All right, welcome in, Tuesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, has parked the bus and entered the building. What's going on, man?
0: Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. All right. How's the bus running? Uh, Smooth this morning. (laughs) Very (laughs) smooth. Good deal. Dude number
2: one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And, folks, it's Ron Hart Tuesday, native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia. Uh, Ron Hart, where, where are you? Uh, Atlanta. I thought you had decamped. You had a yeah, stand-up well, gig. I, I did stand-up last night here.
1: Okay. They, they had that they had a covered Monday night spot.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. All right, folks, the theme of this week is the loony left. And so... You know, yesterday I talked about how the centerpiece of the Democratic Party and the Biden administration, uh, even though nobody ran on it, is, uh, transvestitism. And that's their centerpiece of their domestic agenda. Uh, the centerpiece of their foreign policy seems to be getting us in a of war with Russia and China. Yeah. Which, yeah, like that's exactly what we need. What are you about to say, Mr.?
3: I was going to say, uh, you got a Barnum & Bailey type circus going on with Jim Jordan. You know, he's riding around the country holding hearings and areas talking about crime when his area is about three times more than, than the area he's in, you know?
2: Defund. Three times. Don't prosecute anybody. Yeah, that's good policy. <laughs> uh, no, then where is he from? Where, where, where is he Mayfield, Mayfield,
3: Jim Jordan's from Mayfield, Ohio to... Uh, crime rate is about 15%. New York
2: is about 5 You know, the loony left. Wow. All right. Yesterday Mormon I
3: s- Bailey circus, that's all, just a circus.
2: The, the centerpiece of the Democratic Party is now, you know, war and transvestitism on a domestic level. And But yesterday I told you that my prediction was, you know, we, we've been hearing talk about, from the democrats about minor attractive persons aka pedophiles for some time now and i I said you know you go what's next after transvestitism well it's going to be minor attractive persons and legalizing uh you know sex with minors and sure enough it took less than 24 hours before the un united nations comes out with a paper or statement or policy position something like that now folks wherever the un goes the left is going and the democratic party is going and here's a quote sexual conduct involving persons below the domestically prescribed minimum age of consent to sex may be consensual in fact if not in law there you go. Don't we have so many other things
3: to talk about rather than the sexual orientation of people? there? you know we got a we got a state that's crashing and burning. We don't talk about that. We talk about New York,
2: Chicago, Atlanta. Let's talk about what's happening in Tennessee, uh, Miss York. I'm it's like Ron. I, I'm a libertarian. I, I'm pretty much for letting people. No, know. you
3: you you were a Trumpster just just three months ago. You didn't change to a libertarian.
2: Well, that's not inconsistent. But you yeah, can be either. Yeah, <laughs> you jumping off the boat, huh? Legalizing pedophilia. Well,
3: getting a little leaky, buddy.
2: Legalizing pedophilia is, you know that that's just. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to get in people's bedrooms. I don't, you know, want to legislate morality. But now, pedophilia that that's that that's across the line.
3: Well, we got a few of them in Tennessee. They're arresting them every day here in Tennessee. And well, they're I not necessarily gonna, Democrats.
2: I doubt it's, it's true in every deal. state. What's that, Ron? It's
1: true in every state. You can you know, the pedophiles everywhere. It's so, a, you know, you can't normalize that. That's, you have a true victim in that case, right? A kid, you know, that has a lifelong problem with that. So, pedophilia is probably one of the worst things you can do. And it's obviously a sickness. And, you know, I don't know how you, you know, do it, but you certainly can't condone it or certainly, uh, you know, reasonably uh, justified in, in the in the courts and in the laws.
3: Well, the we U.N. Had, now we says We had a it's guy okay. that was the, the head safety officer in the DCS got arrested for pedophilia, uh, soliciting minors. And we had 600 kids that didn't have a place to stay. So think about the safety of those kids.
2: Well, get ready, Mr. York. You're going to have to defend it because it will be the, you know, I mean, who had ever heard of transvestitism? Before Joe Biden was elected, I mean,
3: man, that's been around since ages. Caesar was a well, little transvestite.
2: Well, we knew about <laughs> we knew about Caitlyn Jenner, you know, and, and and
3: Caesar during the Roman days was a little little strange.
2: Yeah, I mean Caitlyn Jenner it, it hadn't harmed anybody, and <laughs> and it's it all seemed okay, and that's about all we knew. But now we oh, so it shouldn't
3: be a big topic of discussion. If now they're we're, living their yeah. lives and not bothering people. Go for it.
2: Well, like I said, my pronouns are George and Dickel.
3: (laughs) Sometime I think you have a little bit too much when you come on this program. Uh, Oh,
2: well, (laughs) I would that I could. (laughs) Breakfast of champions. (laughs) Hadn't gotten there yet, but I may. (laughs) Go take a drink. All right. We've got another guest with us Uh, uh, straight from Orange County, Virginia uh Stephen Brooks how are you i'm I'm great and pleased to be here thank all you all right move that microphone about six inches from your mouth there. all right I'm happy to be here thank all
4: you. right thank you very much
2: oh, I, uh, Stephen are you feeling liberated now that you've gotten out of what's now you know Orange county Virginia I think it is occupied territory subject to the tyranny of the uh democratic uh leftist
4: vote of northern Virginia well I think we're uh we're sort of a satellite of uh, Beltway at this point. We've got, a, for the first time in a long time, we've got a Democrat uh, sitting in Congress, Abigail Spanberger, who claims to be a, a centrist, uh, problem solvers, they call it. She votes pretty much 98% of the time with the Biden administration, so she's pretending. But uh, I grew up in Tennessee over in Chattanooga, and I'm glad to be here for a visit to my family here.
2: Welcome to Front Porch Radio. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Ron Hart is this week. Is you're writing about uh, uh, the uh, language of millennials? Is that if I got the right? Yeah,
1: that's this week. Uh, Just the notion that these millennials, just the way they talk, they use amazing and literally all the time. Every other word, like and like, it's like it's like like it's like like it's just uh, it's just infuriating that they do it. And this up-talking thing is kind of a new thing they're doing. They finish a lot of their sentences like with a question mark. You're like, ah. like they finish their sentences that way, and it's just it's gotten sloppy. I'm no, you know, exactly, you know, you know, uh, great Shakespearean actor or with a great thespian voice, but still, I mean, just use the language properly. This this notion that you use filler words like like. And and every third fourth word is it shows you a little bit vapid that you're not really there and and if you do it in interviews certainly with people above fifty you're probably not gonna get the job so I think these kids that are doing that need to rethink it I know it's I know this everyone around them does it so as a result they do it but the word amazing you know is used to describe people's you know Panera bread sandwich. (laughs) <laughs> or a pair of jeans that Ashley got. Uh, that's not amazing, right? So it's just an over, overused word that need not be. And just gotta to put them on notice. Got a lot of emails on a lot of parents. Who just, you know, certainly anybody were 40 is kind of tired of this this thing. So uh, hopefully they'll stop. Who knows? It's but, Ron, this- what, what,
3: what that means is that when you stop understanding the language that's used in the community, it means you're getting old. So go or sit yeah. down. Some, go sit yeah, down some, so. Just go sit down somewhere and let the world run around you. You know you don't need to be be, be on the on the on the conversation all the time.
2: Yeah, Miss York, aren't we all?
3: Somebody cut your grass. Sit and watch through the window because you're not in vogue anymore. You had your time.
1: Well, the English language is the one that's kind of supposed to be pretty consistent, right? So I don't think. Uh, they also said, me and my girlfriend, me and my, you're supposed to have a girlfriend and I, you know, did this. It, the language has gotten sloppy. And it's just, you know, this, again, it's just, it's just a sign of intellect. And so you go to college, or certainly a high school or college, and you come out saying things like that, you, A, it's, a it's, it's an indictment on the educational system that allows that to happen, and, and two, it just it doesn't reflect well on you as you job interview or you're around people. And and I think people understand it to some degree. I think you got to just tighten up some of this stuff. And, and that they're also doing this thing now. They don't pronounce like Bill Clinton. They say Bill Clinton, or you know, I'm gonna go climb up the instead of the mountain. So I'm gonna go climb up the mountain. Is there, they're, they're doing a lot of that as well. So that, I'm trying to head that off the pass.
2: we talking like they abbreviate text, I guess.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't every, know, ar- just-
3: every area's got their own colloquial language. And and if you live in that community, you understand. If you live outside that community, you don't understand. So that that's your problem.
1: This, this is nationwide.
3: Yeah, every community has its own colloquial does. language.
2: These young yeah. per snappers these days, I I don't quite understand. Um, you know, everybody just heaps it all on the millennials, and this that, that's what's your column. And Ron's got a column that's about sixty platforms worldwide web page newspaper whatever and you know what he's he's writing about that you know what he's been talking about in this week's column and you know it's his his remarks are aimed at millennials you know i i don't quite understand why everybody dumps on i mean i have two millennial children who uh they don't do any of this kind of stuff they they work very hard. They're highly successful, and they have a lot of friends who are the same way. Um,
4: <laughs> it's Gen Z. That's that what I'm saying. You know, More Gen Z probably. Gen yeah. Z is different than millennials. They, they are a problem. now how yeah. so, Steve?
3: Well, well, that's what that's what all the older folks say, Stephen. They are a problem, but they're going to run this country sooner or later. Later, so they're they they're a problem <laughs> to us because we don't understand where they're going.
2: No, well, they have. So, I know a, a, so Gen Z is the generation behind the millennials. Probably born after 2000, right? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, they have. I
3: a, love them. I love to see their, their poise, their aggressiveness, the way they do things. You know, they, they are going to be the next generation to run. They're, they're getting into the voting age, they're doing things that haven't been done before. Uh, you know, like the two kids down like in quiet. the world and solve the trigonometric problem. The algebraic problem, and and use the trigonometric function to do it. That that's been what two thousand years. Nobody solved it.
1: Two young students. Where? Down in New Orleans. And what's their contribution to society so far, other than avocado toast? They have solved a, a an oh, algebraic where, problem. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. We're good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. In that. All right. Well, so I, scientists
1: I, can use it to do different things. So they saw, who, who were these kids? I don't know anything about them.
3: Well, I know you probably don't. You know, uh, one's named Johnson. I can't remember the other uh, young lady's name.
1: And they they figured out some major problem down there that's that, that, okay, never been solved before.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. A square plus B square equals C square. And they put it into a trigometric function to solve the equilateral triangle of 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 a equilateral triangle to solve that trigonometric function.
2: Clayton, you're a millennial. You don't say like or amazing. I don't. I
0: don't. So I don't know. I I, I don't. Yeah. It it, 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 I, don't, I don't. I don't think maybe, Ron was really need to talking start. about millennials. Yeah, Start using it Gen that way, stuff.
3: Clayton. So we, you can make Ron upset. Start using it. like, like. What's,
0: like, the,
1: what's like. the age? What's the age break for millennials versus Gen X? Where does it break? Thirty-five and older millennials. Where's where that age break right now?
4: I you, think millennials cool. are considered of maybe like thirty to forty somewhere. Yes, in that. that's that's right. The thing about the Gen Zers that you got to pay attention to is there are pretty uh, substantial research uh, and surveys uh about the mental health of Gen Z and 50% literally of Gen Z girls in the sort of 15 to 20 range have considered suicide and you know there is a big big problem and it's defined i think the causes are you know obviously in question but uh this is the first generation, and my son is a millennial, just like delks uh right. but uh it's the first generation that's been on the internet since they were born, yeah social media, yeah, and I mean, definitely social media and my son Children. will tell you that it's he he doesn't identify at all or even understand gen Z, and he's what thirty. So, you know, it's yeah.
0: a real divide. When I when I graduated high school, there was no social media. I think there maybe it was like this MSM Messenger thing that you could do on your desktop computer, but there was no text messaging, there was
4: no camera phones. And I'm glad I grew up that way. A- adolescents now spend on average six hours a day on social media. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that, it's very
1: short to TikTok, stuff like that that are they're very short attention span stuff. They're not reading. War and Peace or Atlas shrugged on on the TikTok. They just seen these very short videos of mo- mostly filter type of things that are it shows everybody else having a great time except for them. And it, I guess I can see how they could, could feel that way. You know, if you grow up in a school where everybody's like you and you're not you're not seeing Kardashians and elegant locations doing doing you know wonderful things, then you, you know you feel like your life's okay because everybody around you has the same life. But now you see these lives which are mostly. Contorted, right? You know, contrived a little bit on the internet as to how good it is. Some, some at least in Buckhead, some, bucket, some uh, friends who had that portray this fabulous life on mm-hmm. Facebook and, mm-hmm. and and Instagram. I know it not to be the case. Right. <laughs> it's, just, it's it's kind of, a, and then everybody else kind of feels bad about it that their lifestyle is good, and you, and you have that. Yes,
2: there you go.
3: All right, folks. All I time. can say, all I can say, the population of Gener- G in, in Generation G and Generation X is much more than the boomers in our generation, Ron, because there's 78, 70 million of them, and they will be running the country sooner or later. Well, it's up to
1: us to teach them well, right? So it's really on us and the education system to to get them and read the right books, get the right history of our country and not make mistakes uh, that other generations have. So I I just think right now they're self-absorbed. There's a lot of selfies. There's a lot of me, 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 me. And I, I just think there's just not an understanding that they have of history and, and, and context context this country that's been you know distorted by the media and, and the left and, and their schools. So and there's a problem. There. It's up to us to teach them. Yeah, but they're taking books
3: out of school. So how they gonna learn? You know? Well,
2: there we go. It's, a time, it's time. Very small small things. It's time to take a break. Let's do that and come back. <laughs>
5: For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for options, new Buick's, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway. Test drive a Buick and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales sales.
2: We are back, three dudes with a view. I am Del Kennedy.
0: I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody.
2: Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Tuesday, native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. How are you? Good morning. Ron, how's the crime there in Atlanta?
1: Oh, it's rocking along pretty well. Actually, to be honest, the last couple months, it feels a lot better. Um... It does feel a little bit better. Uh, I think uh, they, they, they realized it was hurting the town. It seems – I mean, not that it's great, and I haven't seen the numbers to, to substantiate that, but walking around feels a lot better than it did. I think th- th- there's been a big pushback by the Buckhead group, and and it, it, the cops have stepped up a little bit. Uh, actually, they were staying up last night. Uh, a, a police friend of mine was a you know, high-ranking cop in Atlanta. Just took over the um, – police chief position chattanooga celeste murphy she's terrific and uh and uh, she came she came from atlanta she seems what can happen to you if you lose control
2: wow what uh what happened to the uh, buckhead seceding from atlanta you know it's
1: it, the, there's a republicans in the in the house and the senate didn't let it out of committee there's a certain amount of resentment by towns like smaller towns like macon or you know Bainbridge, Georgia. These, what are these? All these, you know, these these state centers you know, all have fair representation. There, there's, there's, there's a, you know, there's begrudgment of Buckhead and Atlanta, and they didn't let out a committee. The Republicans did, which is interesting because you lose your tax base, right? So right now, that was holding the glue together in Buckhead is, you know, the wealthy and the taxes and the people, you know, that, that are here. If you let them go, you can't let them, you know. You, you know if you're if you're a you know if you're a pimp, you can't let some of your hoes go, right? They make money for you. Buck is their main hoe, so they you know, you know they turned out to help the city county to do it. So uh, they didn't lot a committee. So we'll see what happens. May have it may have died of natural life wow. done by Republicans. Wow.
2: Wow. Uh, all right. And from uh, occupied territory in Virginia, we have with us. Uh, welcome Front Porch Radio, Stephen Brooks how you doing man?
4: Doing real well, thank you
2: All right, I'm reading here where uh, recent data from the Census Bureau shows states like New York Illinois and uh, saw their in in California saw their population shrink in 21 and 22 while Texas Montana, South Dakota and Tennessee saw big population gains Uh, you know you can, you can piss on my leg and tell me it's raining, but, uh, you know, that's when, when when you have these Looney Tunes libs running places, uh, that's what you're going to get, you know. People, people, people always
3: feet. move around, Delk. That's nothing new. Yeah, people move around you know, in this country. That's how Mr.
1: York handles statistics. He knows one person that's contrary to the big population shift. Why do you think people move from these high-tax states, big liberal states, into Republican states, Mr. York? For various reasons. There various no sweetie, yeah.
3: reasons.
1: Well, let's, there's let's no one reasons. There's no one reason. Is on the top three.
3: Well, taxes might be one. Yep. A quality of life. Uh, they're getting tired of the hustle and bustle. They're getting older. Their kids have moved out away from home. Uh, they have new ventures that they want to try that they hadn't been able to. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people move around to different states
2: well the there's a really reason here in Columbia, by. Tennessee that we've got a moving company that has two offices, one in Columbia and the other in long beach california uh there's there's a reason that uh u haul will actually l- let you have for free a uh you know a box truck to take to California from Tennessee, but from California to Tennessee it's several thousand dollars mm-hmm. and so but the, there's but a there reason are more
3: people. There's more people moving around Tennessee than there is from California to Tennessee.
1: Oh, I don't know. We're out of Memphis, yeah. out of Nashville to, to, others, yeah. you know, to Memphis, Columbia and, and Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah,
3: a lot of movement. Cookville, moving here. Stephen, what about you? What, why'd you move? Got a number of reasons? I didn't I didn't move. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> You've <laughs> been <laughs> here for a I while, been in huh? Virginia.
4: No, I've been living in Virginia for 20 years. Oh, you but,
2: considering moving? Nope. How long is it going to be? How long is it going to be? now that Virginia's turned blue though? Uh how long is it, how long is it going
4: to? Be? Well, you do have Glenn Youngkin up yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's purple. It's purple up there. It's yeah, purple it's, for sure. I, Northern Virginia is blue, hard. Yeah. Hard over. But Youngkin is uh quite an extraordinary governor and it's uh Yeah. He could
1: be a great president one day. From a you know financial background, well educated. I think he's I mean, he's moderate enough to to pull it off. He's a guy, yeah, you, you, a you know player. around Arlington and government, in Washington D.C. is very blue. But uh, out in the uh, you know, out in the smaller towns, those smelly Walmart people as the FBI called them uh, that, that that are Republican out there, and uh, those are the ones that can, can turn the state purple and blue. And and I believe this wholeheartedly that this abortion issue has really hurt the Republicans and kept them from winning the. Senate last time. they really got to moderate that. I don't think they've done anything to moderate it. But no, they can't say. Yeah, I know.
2: It's a real Tim problem. Tim Scott's going to
3: moderate it. What about Tim Scott, Del? Don't you like him?
2: Well, Miss York, you're like the one Tim. who called him an Oreo.
3: No, I didn't call him an Oreo. Yes, I you said did. You called him Oreo, and Clayton, I said, if Clayton, that's what get you the call tape. him, that's what he is.
0: Get the right, tape If right, I we'll have to go back a ways, but not, we, we can, we can <laughs> but don't you
3: support him he he kind of got a he got it six weeks, ten weeks, twenty weeks, I mean he's all over the map with abortion
1: yeah, the, Well, yeah you know, yeah the the Republicans pulled that thread and they need not of course the Supreme Court heard that case and put it in motion, it really pushed it back to states so but it's a false premise of most of the arguments, but it was a huge fundraiser for the Democrats. it was a big. In my view, the reason I'm libertarian, not Republican, is because of things like that. You can't say minimal government, minimal intrusion, individual responsibility, except in this area right here, we're going to say what you can and cannot do. I think mean, it's a tough choice, abortion, no doubt about it, right? But when, when there's a tough choice to be made, it's up to the individual, not the state. I agree with you,
3: If you vote Republican 100% of the time, you're not a libertarian, you're a Republican.
1: Well... You're a liberal, so you vote for Democrats 100 of the time. You never vote for Republicans. So I, I voted, oh, I, for vote, for I voted for I voted for Republicans before. I voted ledger. for Bill Friss. Bill Friss, really? Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that?
3: Because he had an educational plan for
1: special needs kids that was workable. So this was an issue-oriented vote. Yeah, good for you, hmm, I don't know. Well, it's, it's the problem. Of the Democrat Party, in some degree, the Republican Party has been hijacked by extremes in the party. The Democrat Party is not the party of Sam Nunn or, or Bredesen or, or you know Ned Ray McWhorter anymore. So are
3: party, forty, you going back forty years. Well, what has well, the Republican Party well, been
2: hijacked you're, by? You're completely the right, right. This though. abortion I mean, the, issue. The Democratic Party is now the loony left. I mean, what we talked about yesterday, Washington State actually has, has enacted. Passed through, passed through the legislature, signed by the governor, a law saying that if your child, if a parent, you know, if if a child wants to permanently transition, uh, you know, like have a mastectomy, have their penis surgically removed. Or uh, I dunno where you get that crap. Miss <laughs> York, that's a fact. Just come I mean that you
3: know, I'm proud that the Democrats stand up for
2: working people
3: and stand up for people to make yeah, life. That that, that York, that's a fact. I mean for, you can you, if you can point out some things that the Republicans do for people, I would applaud you. Quit, Quit trying, trying you to change the the anything. that is a, a fact. Washington State passed a law saying
2: that it is child abuse can be considered child abuse if you do do not allow your child to transition you don't give permission and the child can be removed from the home and the state can give permission for these permanent life-changing surgeries that is a fact that is not that doesn't come from some liberal media or conservative media it you you can open up the law books and it's there in but Washington it, but State. But it's a
3: fact that Tennessee has an abortion bill that refuses to allow women to make decisions about their own life. Uh, rape, incest, they still have to bear the child.
2: And un, and, and I agree, no, this
1: York, it's there, wrong. Is, is, there zero, is there zero abortions in Tennessee?
2: Is, that, is there zero abortions in Tennessee? Well, I, you know, yeah, the mother's about so. to die of something or something like that. No, basically there's no abortion in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, so, you go to Georgia or to Kentucky
1: or whatever, you have to do it. Yeah. Well, it's, it, again, I think it's a huge mistake. I said it a year ago. I, I spoke with the Walton County, with the, the Florida Republican Reagan dinner a while back. I almost had to get escorted out of there by state troopers when I told them that why they lost. You know, screaming at screaming out, it's murder. It's murder. You know, it's, it's, it is, you know, different things to different people, you know, right? So, why not let the individuals? choose what to do. I think it's just it's just an issue that, first of all, that nationwide 70% of people want some form of ab- abortion nationwide, right? I get that, right? And if you're if you're a pro-life advocate, just, just go out to the hospitals and, and work on adoption. Like, right? make adoption more viable and, and better for people. Do, do that. Don't, don't just stand out in front of a client and tell people what they can't do. Because if you're not ready to have a baby and you can't financially support it, you get knocked up by the wrong person and you ain't around, and, um, you know, like Chappelle said, I think Chappelle said in stand up, said, if your boyfriend can't help you pay for the abortion, you need an abortion.
3: <laughs> but we had over 600 kids in DCS sleeping in the office floor, so we can't take care of the kids
2: this year.
1: That's what I'm well, saying, because you know, for different reasons, we're on the same
2: page. I mean, as Ron, I mean, I don't like abortion, but the Republican Party. It's going to have to come to terms, you know, and, and Ron, it's interesting you tell me about that, they're all yelling murder at you. I mean, the, uh, it, 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 this, they're going to die on this hill. Generations right. of young women are going to desert the Republican Party, and they, the Republican Party has got to, you know, I'm, I'm afraid you're right. The Republican Party may just die on the hill. Of, you know, if men hill. could get
1: pregnant, the, the abortion would be available in vending machines. I mean, there's all these men in the legislature doing this thing. I know, and if you don't like abortion, don't
2: get one. And it's always right? all these angry old white men who are, it's just not yeah. a good look. Yeah, it's a lot tell a 20-year-old girl what to do. I mean, it's just not a good look.
1: Yeah, Women, really women
2: are putting men on a schedule, too. <laughs> on right, schedule. Let's, let's take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break uh-huh. and come back. <laughs>
1: this is Dr. Wendy Toohey from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me, painfree.com, or 615-551-9224.
5: Vintage doesn't always mean long-lasting. As your home systems age, your repair costs, utility bills, and breakdowns rise. During Hiller's Vintage Showdown, we're giving away a free new system to the owner of the oldest HVAC unit. Submit a picture of your old equipment online to see if you qualify as the winner. Everybody wins with trade-in credits plus 0% financing for up to 48 months with approved credit on select new HVAC systems. Enter to win now at HappyHiller.com. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Murray County Volunteer Firefighters provide fire and rescue services to Murray County residents like you. I'm Savannah Madison, Public Information Officer with Murray County Fire. Our department serves over 600 square miles, and as a volunteer department, we rely on community donations to operate. You can also support by joining our department. We help you obtain the certifications to become a support member or firefighter. Learn more about making a tax-deductible donation or becoming a firefighter at murraycountyfiretn.org. That's murraycountyfiretn.org.
2: Free News with a View, Tuesday edition. It's a beautiful day out, folks. Uh, hope you're going to enjoy it. I had fun yesterday evening out coaching my grand six-year-old grandson's soccer team. Those guys are uh, amazing. <laughs> They're pretty rough and tumble. I mean, they... They get in there and scrap. I mean, they, you, you see somersaults and people hitting the ground. <laughs> I mean, they're they're full contact soccer players. Clay Harris, dude number
0: two. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. You need to, since you're coaching this soccer team, you need to watch that. The, that would be a, a an aspirational. You need uh, to watch coaching. the movie Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell. Um, I, th- I think it would be good. He okay. became, he's a dad becomes soccer coach it, it, it's a good movie all right all you need to right. check it out I'm not a Will Ferrell fan
2: but I do, I, I'll i do it dude number one Mr. Jim York how you doing good morning Dale good morning everybody all right regular special guest dude on Tuesday favorite son of Columbia native son of Columbia Ron Hart how are you man good morning you got your doggy with you there always all right oh. say hi Lily
1: Lily say hello we got
2: her there you go hey. Yeah, give her a microphone. <laughs>
1: yeah, she doesn't talk much, really. I'm afraid she's a liberal. You know, she doesn't work. Everybody does stuff for
2: her. <laughs> there we go. You know, Ron, I've been telling, uh, and there is a move, you know, you, you're talking about Atlanta, or we were, and what's going on there. And Atlanta, in some ways, I think, has uh, enlightened uh, Tennessee uh all of a sudden we're we're all getting very worried about Nashville, and the legislature is picking up on it uh yeah. and you know the mantra is you know do something now before uh Nashville turns into another Atlanta, and there are a lot of things the legislature can do, but it, 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 like you've pointed out atlanta Atlanta just got too big where not even Republicans will do anything about it. I think we and have. so we're,
1: a, it's a purple state, look like Virginia as well. You got a Republican governor, but you've got two Democrat senators uh, that had a lot of national money come in to help them. And the Republicans didn't feel great, great candidates. And again, abortion, abortion and other issues that, you know, Atlanta's very, you know, the, the difference, <laughs> I think <laughs> That's Atlanta. a <kind> of statement. <laughs> and the difference in Atlanta and, and other places, you got a lot of colleges here. A lot of young money was their first job, but, you know, they live in. Or we call these Gen Xers, whatever. They'll, they'll grow up in Knoxville or grow up in somewhere. They'll, they'll do their first job here and they'll vote Democrat for the first 10 years of their life because they're promised free stuff. And they're told by the professors to do it. And eventually they evolve into Republicans. But once they do, they got kids and they're in the suburbs. So the city's kind of hopeless probably for a long time. It's a great city like New York and Chicago, but people will go visit. But living there is very hard. And the model's not going to work long term. But it is, it is a uh, bellwether. For the South, Nashville, I, I, I wouldn't touch that. Na- you know, Nashville. The old saying is, you know, the old saying is, "You build it, and they'll come." Nashville didn't build it, and they came. Yeah, uh, you got to have infrastructure around uh, what goes on uh, in, in Nashville. They just don't have it right now. And it, it, the the beneficiaries, Columbia, I mean, Columbia will be You guys got to control your growth as well. Obviously, the, the authenticity of Columbia is adorable, and and all. But these start these people start getting down there too much from Nashville, and you know, it could change change Columbia a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. so far so good, but yeah, that everybody has sort of a wary eye eye on the impact. But what the legislature's doing here now Ron, what yeah, what what's your been your experience in the uh Atlanta airport, Hartsfield Airport lately?
1: Well, it funds a lot of the bad policies of the Democrats, right? It is a money machine. It's a differentiator between, you know, Nashville, Birmingham and And Memphis back in the day.
2: Correct. It's owned by the city. So, of
1: yeah, essentially, you got Clayton County. He's got their paws in there. It is a corrupt honey hole for, it's the Ukraine of of, of local politicians. Right. It's a, well, it's one it's, it's a, one it's, of my friends. Um,
2: you know, got their flight delayed there, and they just described it as a nightmare. You just,
1: but, know, yeah, it's a honey hole for every mayor who comes in here. They got vendors. You got you got to fundraise for mayors. This the person that owns five Popeyes out there. The person that owns five, you know five. You know, t-shirt shops out there, and it's it's just a patronage game. You know, you you cross through that TSA gate, and prices triple, and it's it's you know, but it's a big place. It is a southern hub for flight. It's it's a it's a formidable uh, infrastructure piece that uh, Atlanta has kept it alive. Every sales you know, every sales force in the world wants to have their people here. It's a relatively low cost of living, but per square foot, you get a better house in Atlanta than you get in Chattanooga no one's building a house in chattanooga and maybe in columbia i mean
2: everybody everybody describes going through the atlanta airport as just a nightmare no service no food no schedule no no flights um and uh if and if you what somebody said they had to stay overnight and they rode some kind of train out to a Motel, and you know, you had these 10 foot tall scissor wire fences everywhere, and it's pretty rough We're down there in that area of town. But the, it just it just keeps expanding,
1: and, and you know, the only rival you really have is Orlando, I guess, to some degree. You also have, um, you also have a uh, uh Nashville to some degree has gotten better. Uh, you know, the, the detriment of Memphis and Chattanooga and Knoxville is that it, it's just hard. The state's a, a mayor's a friend of mine in Chattanooga. So it takes a million bucks that the city has to put up to get an airline to put a gate in there, put a gate in uh, a city. And and then they got to connect. So you're an hour and 45 from Atlanta. So it's it's going to be structurally prohibitive for Chattanooga, at least maybe certainly Knoxville, but maybe not Nashville to become a a hub for flying. Well, Ron,
3: you look like you like Atlanta pretty well. You kind of hang around. I know the median income around Atlanta is about $77,000. So, you know, in Tennessee, it's around $29,000. So they have an economy that's supporting and, and very supportive and supports the population. Whereas Tennessee doesn't have an economy that, that's supporting the
1: population, well, we ought move, Mister. You think Tennessee sucks so bad? Why are you still? Well, there? I think
3: I think you I think you're down up, there. You go
1: to Oregon or maybe L. A. or somewhere like that. I maybe mean, Chicago, Southside Chicago. Throw your tent up there, and see how that goes.
3: Yeah, well, you stay.
1: You don't stay here. You stay
3: somewhere else. So I guess you know, the economy is much better where you stay at, huh?
1: Stay. I stay. I stay. That place. You know, Chattanooga is my home. I mean, I stay in Tennessee. Yeah, but you stay
3: in Atlanta a lot of time, don't
1: you? you I did around I'm a place in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, I and mean, they also a place the beach. That's I, where I, the I money's at, to, at,
3: huh? That's where what? the money's at.
1: Well, it's not money. It's just where I like to be. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, okay. you know, you, you, you have to put out. You know, if Atlanta is seventy thousand, and Tennessee's twenty nine thousand. Which I probably doubt that number's right, but if it is uh then it costs more living here I mean you know the the, the you know there's a higher cost of living in in Atlanta and, and the salaries reflect that you have a lot of law firms and some things are outliers a lot of, you know hospitals they probably run it up a little bit so there there are some outlying you know factors in that but people well, why aren't people moving to Tennessee then if it sucks so bad miss look, look look Tennessee will catch up sooner or later you know well it's, it's all what do you get for your money right so you can you, would you rather have 100 grand living in LA or San Francisco, or you rather have 70 grand living in Knoxville, Chattanooga, you know, Columbia? It's probably not that much difference in the cost of living
3: between the two, though.
1: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The cost of living in San Francisco and, and Columbia or Knoxville or Chattanooga? <laughs> cost probably of- not. Okay, I, no, mean, you live in a dream, I mean you live in a dream. world. I mean
3: you, you look you look at different areas and you say, "Hey, the cost of living in this town, but for people depends on what kind of money the individuals making.
1: So the cost of living cost doesn't really change. So you do apples apples <laughs> to oranges all the time. You're saying this somehow twenty nine thousand in Tennessee is the same as seventy thousand in Atlanta. Different. Probably, I mean, there's a big difference there. Probably it's a big
3: difference to us, but. If a person's working depends on the type of work they're doing, All right. and where well, they're living at. My,
2: my point was that Tennessee has become concerned about uh, Nashville turning into another Atlanta, and we're specifically with regard to the airport. and in, in Nashville, the airport is owned by Nashville Davidson County, and it's not it's not their airport. I mean, this entire region uses that airport and so the uh legislature this year is is passing a bill to uh take over to uh, have a, a state takeover of Nashville Metropolitan Airport and that's a good thing so it doesn't turn into the next Atlanta Airport uh similarly the the uh the uh Nashville Sports Authority which operates, among other things, Nissan Stadium. And the state of Tennessee is... How much how much state of Tennessee just put up to have that thing renovated
0: or rebuilt or whatever? Did over a million, million, right? new stadium? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a bit.
2: The state of Tennessee, I think, yeah. put in over a billion dollars to have that stadium renovated. You
1: know, one thing y'all have, Doug, I, 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 I have a, a plane... So I fly into Murray County a little bit. Y'all y- y'all have a private airport there that's really good. It would be better if it was on, on the north side of the town. but Unfortunately, it's on the south side of town. Y'all have Butch West on, who's on the airport authority for the state, to explain the really value of that private airport there. Because Winston County, Franklin, they don't have one there. And and so the Columbia's really got the uh, – Murray has got the best airport in the region – and that can fuel growth. The country music stars, you know, buying a ranch, flying in and out. Corporations <laughs> flying in and out, and it still never be a, a major commercial airport. I, I don't think, but but it would be. It is a really nice thing that Columbia has. I think this unlevered for the benefit of Murray County,
2: right? Butch's. I've heard Butch talk about this many times, and, and we'll we'll do that sometime. Right. But the other thing they're going to do is take over the Nashville Sports Authority, in, in effect taking over, and and again, you know, the state. Tennessee put in over a billion dollars on that thing. And everybody in Middle Tennessee utilizes Nissan Stadium, not just Nashville. So, uh, again, a state takeover there makes sense. Get it done now before Nashville gets any worse. Um, and Because those are truly assets that belong to the state. Stephen Brooks, welcome to Front Porch Radio. Well,
4: thank you very much.
2: All right. Stephen, I'm... You know, I'm, I'm skeptical though. Orange County, Virginia is where you live and, and say you want to stay. But, uh, despite Glenn Youngkin, I, I think my perception is, you know, Virginia, that Northern Virginia contingent is loud, noisy, and crazy, and they're ascendant. And Virginia is destined to be a blue state. And, uh, Orange County, Virginia,
4: is is going to it's it's already very expensive to live there. Oh it? no, no, it's it, it's not it's not. Orange is down in the middle of the state, and right. And yeah. I think, I think Arlington. I think it's not Arlington, and what what you got? Uh, no, you say about Arlington, Arlington mm-hmm.
1: which is a part of DC. You might as well be Washington DC a- government workers. A-
4: absolutely. Yeah. The uh, you know the dynamic in Virginia isn't that much different than a lot of states, which is you've got. Urban voters, and in the case of Virginia, it's Richmond and uh, Alexandria and Northern Virginia, in opposition to the rural voters. And, you know, that's even true in California, where you got LA and San Francisco dominating the politics, but that doesn't mean that all of the people who live throughout California. Are or Democrats. Yeah. I mean, they're not. Is, no, is what happens no. a lot of times,
1: Stephen, is if, if your state's really Democrat or Republican, but in this case, Democrats, 70% Democrat, Democrat or Republicans, there may be 50, 50, you know, 50 five, forty five Republicans right. don't show up to vote because it's, it's meaningless, you're not gonna
4: win, right? Well I think so that's they Decide not to vote. A lot of cases I think that's oh, right. Oh, yeah Eastern California is heavily Republican. Oh absolutely absolutely Stephen so do you have about, a lot of development in your area? We're trying a lot not, of growth building homes. We're trying not to. We're uh it's it's my county is a ninety percent agriculture and uh but you know again as a, as Northern Virginia gets filled up just like columbia and nashville you know you got people wanting to build homes and commute an hour hour and a half uh so yeah we fight development all, all the time down there right well i mean
2: i i don't wish it on you but my prediction is it'll, it won't be long before people are leaving Virginia in tennessee wait minute, what, what's up miss what, york we got a minute left
3: i was gonna ask you what about the areas of recreation how's the recreation for citizens in your community
4: well, you know, it's it's country, and, uh, you know, I, I, it's a good question, but I'd say we pretty much have to make our own fund. Mm-hmm. Turns out so it's still, agrarian.
3: like you say, still agrarian.
4: Yes, it cow is. Cow tipping, cow
1: tipping.
3: <laughs> <laughs> years Going cow chips, huh?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what you do. Uh, it can be good. People like that lifestyle. I just think, and people move. There's big moves in cities over time. Now it's a little bit more of a move back to suburbs and there's a gentrification of cities. You know, traffic got so bad in big cities, and internet now with internet out there, it makes a big, it's a game changer for some of these smaller towns.
0: Ron. Ron next week, I want to ask you about Anheuser Busch. All right. Oh yeah, that's fun. Next
3: week, even when you see all that building up on 31, you want to hurry up and get back home, huh?
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. All I'm saying. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm saying, Clayton, it takes balls to drink Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God.